Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord and good morning. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, isn't it? Feel the presence of the Lord. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I'm not a father, but uh, recently my 18-year-old niece has moved in with Jennifer and I. And I feel like I have got her at the most expensive time. <laughs> and uh, my, I've, I've got a newfound appreciation for you fathers with daughters. <laughs> I'm just teasing. We, we, uh, we love having her. It's good to be in the house, ain't it? Amen. If, if it seems like I'm stalling, I am. I've got something to preach, but late last night and early this morning, the Lord just Lord just dropped something in my spirit, and I believe we'll just omit the other sister. I apologize for that, and we'll save it for later. From 1937 to 1976, Church attendance was higher than 70%, and it's been on a steady decline ever since. Polls today says that less than 50% are church members. Another survey taken asking how many attend church on a weekly basis says that the real number is 29%. 328.2 million people in the United States of America and all we can muster up is 29% to be a part of the Lord's house. The top three, one of the top three reasons for not attending church or being part of a church is that they claim that they, or say that they feel nothing. There's no change. And that's the sad part of what's wrong with most of the churches today. They're in a a neutral spot in the middle, if you will. And there is no power in neutral. And if I had to title this uh, this morning, I would just simply call it Get Out of Neutral. You know, a church in park or neutral is similar to a car without an engine. And Satan accomplishes his greatest work when the church falls into sleep or a slumber as Brother William said this morning, it's, it's never the devil and it will never be the devil who defeats the church. It's the church who defeats herself with, with sleep and slumber, indecision and being in a neutral state. It's like being on a merry-go-round. You're high, then low, hot, then cold, in neutral. 
Never, never committed to what God needs us to do. And don't misunderstand me this morning. I'm not talking about sin or unrighteous living. I'm just merely talking about living in a neutral state, never fulfilling the will of God in our lives. This indifference, this neutral state is what produces impotency, powerlessness. Power follows passion, and passion, if, if there is true passion, there's commitment, there's discipline, there's patience, there's sacrifice. We know that the greatest display of passion ever presented was that of Jesus Christ. In the world, people will go anywhere and do anything for something that they're passionate about. They'll go through hardships, suffer criticism and opposition. They'll sacrifice and put themselves through rigorous training. But it doesn't matter because they're, they're passionate about it. There are four things that Elijah took with him up to Mount Carmel, and I believe that they are ingredients for passion and power. First, Elijah had a revelation. And that means we have to see something other people don't see. We have to see the ability to see the end before we even begin. We have to have the ability to see this house full of souls that are lost and hungry for the baptism of Jesus Christ. You see, before Elijah ever took one step that, up that mountain, he could already envision Israel back under the hand of God. He could see the altar of Baal torn down and the altar of God reconstructed. He could see the prophets of Baal destroyed and he could see Israel Worshiping God again. David, too, had a revelation. He could see Goliath laying headless on the ground before he ever put a stone in that sling. David said, This day will the Lord deliver me into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine hand from thee. And this church must get a revelation of the will and the plan of God for our life. Collectively as a church... And as individual, we need to see ourselves as God sees us. We need to lift our eyes above whatever present circumstance you find yourself in today and focus on our vision and our destiny. If we want passion, we've got to ask God for it. Ask Him for a personal revelation in your life. See yourself healed. See yourself as the anointed man or woman that God has called you to be. See your children saved and full of the Holy Ghost and on fire for God. See ourselves with divine favor. Secondly, Elijah had an expectation. He expected the fire to fall. He expected God to show up. He expected God's power to be manifested. And today God wants the church he wants to raise our level of expectation. He wants to expect better in our lives. He wants us to expect more from ourselves. And God wants us to expect more from Him. Expectation is the greeting ground for manifestation. And we have to believe to see. Jesus told Mary and Martha, Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Thirdly, Elijah had a desperation. His life depended upon God answering by fire. If the fire didn't fall, Elijah would die. And we need to come to God with the same sense of desperation. God, I'm desperate for you. I don't want to do this without you. Without you, I'm lost. I, I need your touch. If you don't touch me, I'll die. It was desperation that brought a woman with the issue of blood to Jesus. It was desperation that caused the leper to Naaman to come to the prophet of God and to dip himself seven times in a muddy hole called Jordan. It was desperation that caused a respected religious leader to give up his, his reputation and his religious pride to come to Jesus because he needed his daughter healed. When you get desperate, 
You don't care what other people say or do. All that matters is I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to touch him for myself. Fourthly, Elijah had a resignation, and that means that Elijah had already predetermined in his heart and his mind that he was going to go through with his challenge, even if it meant for him to die on that mountain. And there are a lot of people, I don't mean to uh, be harsh this morning, but there are a lot of people who only want to serve God as long as it's convenient for them. When things get hard and quit, they bail out. And God is looking for people that have some grit that will make up their minds and say, for better or worse, I'm committed to follow Jesus. And I believe with all my heart in this house, in this church is full of people that are committed. Elijah had his mind made up. If I die, I'll die serving the Lord. Somebody here today, God says it's time to get out of neutral. It's time to get in gear for God. Maybe you've been teeter-tottering back and forth trying to decide what you want to do for God. On fire for a while, then off for a while. Up for a while, then down for a while. And believe you me, it happens to all of us. But I feel the Holy Ghost saying today it's time to come in, shut the door behind us, burn the bridges behind us where we can't turn around. It's time to get off the merry-go-round. It's time to sell out and say, today, today is the day. I'm climbing the mountain. I'm tearing down every other thing that would hinder me from being 100% committed to the church and to the house of God. And I want the fire of God to consume me. No more neutral. No more neutral in my life. And you may say, well, Jerry, God loves me just like I am. Yes, he does, but God can't use you and he can't bless you until we line our lives up with the word of God. Elijah rebuilt the altar. We're not going anywhere with God without prayer. Prayer is the umbilical cord that comes to our life source. Prayer is our spiritual breath. If you don't breathe, you die. And I've come to tell you this morning that if we don't pray, we die. What happened? What happened in these altars? What happened in these altars a few Wednesday nights ago and across this house should be the norm. It shouldn't be every now and then. And it shouldn't take us by surprise when it happens. Elijah dug a trench around the altar. And this is talking about a deep work, searching for something more in God, searching for a move of the Holy Ghost. And a lot of people want to spend just enough time around the altar till they feel better about themselves. Not change. Not change, but just feel better. And we've got to stay at the altar long enough for the Spirit to plow up our heart, to break through hard places, and for it to tenderize our, our spirit. I want you to stand with me this morning. And I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning as our musicians come that there's some people in the house who are saying, I want that passion in my life. I need that passion back, that first fire that I had when Jesus filled me with the Holy Ghost. I want to climb that mountain today and I'm ready to get out of neutral and I'm ready for God to consume me. Can we lift our hands across this house today? Father, we need you. I need you to touch our spirit today, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. 
For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.